3: My brow and i sweat my rust i'm breathing in the
2: what's going on listeners we're back for another installment of playmons look at battle of the atom my name is pat i am your bearskin rug i'm joined today by none other than eric
0: me <laughs> hi guys our resident
2: jean gray and i am your madeline Pryor. yes my uh, clone Ditch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how uh, we'll see how that shapes up by the end of this oh. episode.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot what we we're talking about.
2: Uh huh. Well, if you guys join us for our first episode, we discussed the first half of Battle of the Atom, chapters one through five, because that was the uh, point we were up to at that time. We are now a couple of weeks past the end of Battle of the Atom. We've seen some of the fallout, but we are going to uh, fill you guys in if you haven't read. We're going to fill you in on chapter 6 through 10. We'll talk a little bit about the fallout and maybe even some of our uh, conjecture on what the future
0: holds for our favorite mutants. Well, I said it before, and I was scared, but she was evil through and through. I knew she was going to be. I didn't want to believe it, but she was zorna but i'm going to cosplay her next halloween nice <laughs> that i'm convinced though i'm going <laughs> trick or treating with you bud <laughs> look upon your precious gene gray that's gonna be my line <laughs> i love it we need some like scary theme music for you <laughs> x-men 3 that'll scare the shit out of everybody <laughs>
2: <laughs> i love it i love it all right so
0: we're gonna pick up with chapter six I feel like we're reading an audio book to, to people <laughs> now. Chapter six was that the one that was the new second team because yes. we had the first one of which they came to be known as the Brotherhood Jean's team. Yes, young old Jean, and then <laughs> and then you had Magic and Beast and Bobby went into the future.
2: Yeah, because Magic and, knew something was not right.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, right there, and nobody was trusting them right off the bat, except you know Storm the idiot. Wolverine the idiot. <laughs> Scott and Emma were against them, and I like that. Emma, not
2: as much. Emma wanted to send the, the team back. I don't think she so much trusted them as she just didn't want young Jean around. Well, yeah. Of course she doesn't. <laughs> she hates her. Well, true. But yeah, at the end of five, we got the glimpse at the Jean Grey school and this other team. And in chapter six, we get to meet them. So we've got, I believe, the resident leader of the team would be Jubilee, or as she's called oh, yeah. in that time, Wolverine.
0: With something wrong with her other eye? I don't know what. Yeah, it, it looked like a giant... Um, it looked like that thing that Psylocke sometimes has. The Siege Perilous. Yeah, yeah. like the hand or whatever they did that mark. Yeah, right that,
2: that crazy red mark shadow of over her eye, which, I don't know, she apparently somehow lost over the course of time. Maybe she melted into a shadow and it just melted off with know. <laughs> that power doesn't seem to be working uh, for her anymore.
0: <laughs> but, well, I mean, uh, Jubilee did have, like, the claws wolverine's claws so that was kind of cool
2: yeah she obviously um and, and it's talked about later you know later later on in the story she learned to really manipulate her powers to do other things than just kind of the plasma verse and the fireworks and all of right, that. it.
0: it's all fireworks now it's more like what dazzle was able to do yeah it's like, uh hard light
2: yes Yeah. yeah yeah jubilee's powers really were kind of always misused, because she could do so much more, but it was always kind of Sparkly. played off as... Yeah. <laughs> Sparkly! <laughs> she was great on the 4th of July.
0: <laughs> and that was really about it. <laughs> and then nobody else really wanted to hang out with her the rest of the year. But was she... They didn't... I, I don't think... Did they allude that if she was a vampire or not? I don't remember. Not in that issue? It is talked about
2: later it on. It is. Okay. Yeah, I was it's trying in, It's in one of the 17 epilogues at the end of the story.
5: <laughs>
2: because gotcha. one of the other members of this team is that iron man looking character who oh, yes. later in the issue we is revealed to be shogo so nobody else ages except the baby that they've just recently introduced and now is an integral part of this team <laughs> i don't get it i don't we don't talk about other characters who aren't there right rachel yeah wolverine obviously not there for some reason uh, magic we don't know really we know magic is dead but we don't know what happened to her we don't know what happened to where cyclops or Emma, or the Cuckoos, or
0: Gold Balls—we don't know where any of them are. Because <laughs> there, none of them are. are Not around. even mentioned. No blurb. We know they were there because uh, what? Young old Jean says something. about- Deadpool makes a comment about Deadpool. To, uh, about Gold you know, Balls. so they. We know they were in that uh, future. We just don't know if there's a lot. Exactly. It also opens up,
2: giving us a little bit of backstory. As to what could have made the evil faction of X Men, I don't like referring to them as the Brotherhood. they yeah, the but Brotherhood. I know they're the Brotherhood. I just don't like referring. Look, it's to them led in.
0: by my crazy bitch self. Okay,
2: <laughs> it's my young old self.
0: <laughs>
2: oh God! Can you imagine if we brought young Eric into the present? Oh no! Oh no! We'll get 16, 17 year seventeen-year-old Eric and bring him here. Oh, oh God! God.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: there would be a crater where the Magic Kingdom was. <laughs> So we get to see a little bit of what kind of took them down this path with Dazzler giving her her first address as the newly elected president of the United States.
0: Yep. And <laughs> she seems – outfit was fabulous. I just had it was so – the way the artist drew it and the way – it was just beautiful. She looked hot. I mean, I thought it was Emma when I first saw her. I didn't know it was Dazzler, right on the man. <laughs> well, exactly because it it really did have that look of of something that Emma would right. wear,
2: especially during her her heyday as like the White Queen and her first real entrance into into the X Men.
0: Okay, guys, sleepy. just so you know, it's not Dazzler wearing a teddy and boots and thigh highs. Okay, <laughs> with the furry collar. Yeah, cape. no, <laughs> it's not that. <bad. laughs> it's more. It's like a one piece white outfit with a little gold trim. <laughs> With some boobs showing? With some boobs. Yeah, of course. I mean she's an X Men. She has to show boobs.
2: Just a little. She goes and gives this speech, and in the middle of her speech, all hell breaks loose. Literally. There's a giant the first thing you see is a fire beam bolt, something fiery come shooting out of the sky at her and kills her. And the next thing you see is all these demons and just craziness going on.
0: Just all hell. We don't know exactly what it was.
2: No. But but we do see Rogue was there. Gene was there. Beast was there. They were all there. And Madrox. Oh,
5: he he was.
2: (laughs) All of him. All 47 of him were all killed. And that seems to be where the split kind of occurs. Right. Because they see that they're not safe. That no matter what, as much as they feel that humans and mutants have gotten to a point where there is enough acceptance, there apparently isn't. Because somehow, some way the republicans i mean yes humans
0: <laughs> sorry slip
2: <laughs> i still i this is one of those loopholes that that still kind of gets me and there I'll, I'll probably touch on these as we kind of go through instead of waiting till the end right um but there are bits and pieces of information that they don't give us we're supposed to just kind of take this on their word and what story they give us that these are the things that kind of make good mutants go bad right if they had done it differently you know we see the we see a good sentinel and by a good sentinel i mean at least to the point where at the end of issue five where magic and them you know land in the future it means like are you lost let me let me take you to the school the mutant the sentinels were protecting the mutants yes and now we see this demon attack so we don't really know that the humans are behind it we're alluded to the fact that it's kind of the brotherhood's always stood for Mutant superiority over the humans. Right. So if these X Men, Jean and Beast and uh,
0: Damn right, bow to me, bitch. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> if if they are so
2: turned on right. this dream, why? You know, a, and and I'm sure that there's going to be more at some point in time. Hopefully that, or they just let this as one big plot hole.
0: Well, I mean, the only thing that I saw, and we touched on it a little bit, but it was that. I just believe like Beast and Gene, when they were, when they were talking, it was more like, it's never going to change. We don't have a choice. Like I felt like they didn't have a choice to them. Not how, uh, the other X-Men felt. Just how they felt was, the humans will never accept us. Now it's time for us to run them to take over. But again, if this is a demon attack and the Sentinels are protecting, like it it just,
2: it seems a little,
0: it seems a little off. Like, if it was just an assassination, you know, or something, a sentinel, okay, then the humans have, but this is a, mu- exactly. a demon thing. We don't know what the fuck set this up. Exactly, because if it was- It, it was Satan.
2: <laughs> and you had touched on, we we talked a little bit- uh, We were mind. gossiping before we started, guys, it, so we're just starting it all over again. <laughs> you had mentioned uh, the possibility of magic being involved. Well, just that.
0: when I saw all the demons and stuff, that's what made me feel that possibly- Magic, but that could be anybody.
2: True, and I mean it. it does lend a credence to the fact that she's not there, and we we have to assume that some of the characters that aren't represented that are depicted in there, Rogue is there at Dazzler's speech. Mm-hmm. We have to assume that they were killed during this attack. Madrox definitely, we see him dead. Dazzler obviously was assassinated, but then you see Rogue there, and then Rogue's no more. Right. So you kind of assume that these things. Wolverine isn't present during this whole storyline in a future sense um so it's possible Gene that has them on the leash
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of like wild child and <laughs> right, saber right. tooth and age of apocalypse
5: <laughs>
2: so we uh we get that little bit of an intro and then we get to meet the second team of future X Men. so we've got quentin choir as the phoenix, phoenix which Excellent. was foreshadowed in uh grant morrison's new x-men run in the here comes tomorrow portion where gene is in the white hot room that was the
0: very end end. yeah
2: right at the end where she's about to remake the world and um actually quentin's the one that helps her make that decision mm-hmm. to remake the world so that way scott can move on and everything can continue the way that it should instead of having that really horrible outcome There's so many dystopian futures in the X-Men series. You never know which one's right anymore. You really don't. And after 50 years, you know, just celebrating the 50th anniversary of the X-Men, it's a little crazy to have that many alternate. The only
0: one that they actually touched on and ended was Rachel's. Because whatever she did, I remember with story arc, whatever she fixed, she can no longer go to the future because she fixed it. Yeah. Now there is no longer that future. So now that's why she's stranded here
2: although it seems that some of it isn't quite fixed because if you there's a shocker (laughs) exactly because if you kind of look into and i know you're not a huge fan of it but uh cable and x-force they jumped into the future where strife uh, hope as strife is in the future and trying to fix these things and It's still kind of Cable's future and Cable's future and Rachel's future are closely linked together. Right. Because Rachel uh, Rachel was the mother of Ascani and raised Cable. So there's still little bits and pieces. And it it also is one of those things where, okay, well, you've got this one timeline and now you have a divergency. And now a new timeline has sprouted off of it. So one may have ended, but there's still that little offshoot that now because you fix this. Now, this happened, and you continue on down this path. mean, There's 52 different timelines that just came out of all of this. <laughs> well, they don't call it the multiverse for now. For now.
5: <laughs>
2: the Braddocks have been uh, apparently not doing such a great job keeping track of the multiverse.
0: <laughs> What's this? I don't know. Let's just sweep this under the rug. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, poor Captain Britain. At least he's coming back. They all come back. Except, which I hate to bring it up. This is a spoiler. You know, Rogue's gone she's just gone gone but in that future she's alive so we know she <laughs> comes back <laughs> i sense a story out coming in the future
2: <laughs> or poor editing one of the two <laughs> uh all right so we got choir we've got colossus we, we touched on him and his with
0: the big manly mustache yes manly man and his soul sword yes he has it from the sister yes so he gave it to him chimera Storm's Daughter. Storm's Daughter. Again, we do Which, with the, uh, with the lion, the tiger, whatever the hell she has, I'm going to assume Daddy's a uh, Black Panther.
2: You would assume. I'm good. It, he looks like an anime panther, to be completely honest. You never know. <laughs> Maybe it's Sunfire. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, God. <laughs> so, yes, the Daughter of Storm, which she definitely... She looks like Storm. Absolutely looks like Storm. But she also confirms that. And that gets confirmed in the story arc. So right. So, it's nice to at least get some confirmation for pieces. Which is, which is a nice little touch. You have bearded wizard Iceman, which we now find out is the real Iceman.
0: Because the other one was just one of his ice clone things. Because he did yeah. it once or twice in the beginning of Wolverine and the X-Men. when Wolverine It came right out of Wolverine uh, going to the Age of Apocalypse universe mm-hmm. and dealing with the Age of Apocalypse Iceman. And he sees all the power this guy has. And then when he asks Bobby to join his team, he goes, look, I know what you're capable of. No joking around, and then Bobby steps up and starts doing these little constructs. with well, somewhat minds of their own, not too much. So that's what I guess this is. He created this construct, and this construct just went off on its own. Well, yeah, manipulated. No, manipulated by either Xavier or Gene
2: or both. I think at that point it was a matter of who gets to play with the ice creature today. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we have Wizard Iceman. We have Jubilee with her crazy scarred eye and now doing the claws with her beams. We've got the cloaked figure, which after we released the last episode, we posted it on Facebook as we normally do. Right. Facebook.com forward slash flame one show. And one of our listeners posted a kind of spoiler, which neither of us had picked up on. But he pointed out that it was Wiccan because of the amulet, because of all of, like, there were those few little clues that they gave you before saying anything. Right. And there was no real build up to it. it no, was just I had kind no of, idea.
0: I had no idea it was, uh, he was the actual Wiccan. Yeah. Nothing. They didn't say anything when they first introduced him. Nothing. Oh,
2: no. and then all of a sudden it's like, Wiccan, the Sorcerer of Supreme. What?
0: Hey, how'd that bitch get through those Gay people.
2: <laughs> so Wiccan is their sorcerer supreme, and is part of the X Men. And then Shogo as their crazy Iron Man adaptation.
0: Was it? Was he called Iron Man?
2: No, they didn't really give him a name. Okay, he's just wearing. It, it seems like in some way, shape, or form, it it resembles Iron Man's outfit, but it more resembles a Sentinel's construct. Right. The color scheme and everything basically looks like a sentinel. Right. He just gets to fly around and he's got an X on his chest. So we get to see that team. We get the big emotional moment between Colossus and Magic because obviously Magic is not around at this point in time. (laughs) Uh, And we find this out mostly because of the soul sword and the fact that Colossus tells her, well, you gave it to me. Right. And she's like, well, the only reason I would give it to you is because... Uh, Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So we get a, a bit of a backstory on them, and we see that the future isn't so bad.
0: No, you expected it to be just totally a disaster. Wasteland. Kind of, yeah, wasteland, just everything on fire and burnt. and
2: Everything bad. they've always shown us is the future.
0: Right.
2: We never get a pretty future. And
0: we got a pretty future.
2: We got waterfalls and floating buildings.
0: And it's like, oh, the Jane Grey School's kind of (laughs) nice. We're like,
2: hey, this hasn't changed all that much. So we don't ever really get to kind of see what the
0: deal is with the future. Right. So it it leaves a lot to the imagination of why. Well, it could be, you know, I I see Bendis doing it. Like, why am I going to give you so much of a future that, A, is not really intricate to the story, number one. Number two, there's so many futures, so there's so many variations you can make up.
2: Yeah. and, And I like that. And I don't like it right? because we have seen so many futures. But again, 99% of them are dystopian. Something going wrong at all times. The X-Men are always on the run. You've got 47 of them killed. You get these lists of, well, this person was killed in the Sentinel attack. And this was in this and this and this. And with the movie coming out and the Sentinels playing a factor in there, you would think that if the Sentinels were actually used to protect them, or in some way, shape, or form, on their side, you'd have a little bit more. Maybe just a couple of hints as to what's going on. And this could potentially be that backstory or that that future that ties into who's actually producing these Sentinels in the present day. Because we don't know that, right? No, No, as we go into Battle of the Atom, we don't know. The, the The last couple of issues before the event started had them facing off against them. Cyclops. And uh, Uncanny X-Men, I think, was really where focused on somebody is trying to, somebody's producing the Sentinels again. Uh, well, we knew that kid, uh, not Kid Omega, um, from the Hellfire Club saga.
0: Oh, that crazy bitch. That, uh, that
2: little kid. Yeah. Killroy? Kilgore?
0: kill Kilgore? Kilgore? Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
2: He, we knew that he was producing Sentinels and he was selling them. We just didn't know where they were going. And we knew that somebody was utilizing them. But we didn't know who.
0: Yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs>
2: <And> <laughs> <never> spoiler, <know. laughs> spoiler alert for the 10th episode of this. Sorry,
0: because it's everywhere now. And I'm like, oh, God, what are they doing?
2: <laughs> exactly. Well, we found out as we as we get down to
0: um, issue 9 and 10, we find out that S.H.I.E.L.D. is behind all of that. So, so yeah, we don't know if it's directly from the Hellfire Club or they just started making them themselves.
2: And if that's the case, then you've got more than just these Sentinels out there because we know Sentinels are being produced by the Hellfire Club or the remnants of it. Because as we come to find out after this event, those students or most of those students have been assimilated into the Jean Grey School.
0: Right. They want to burn it to the ground. I don't know why they're there, but they're there the wolverine always i don't know this crazy fucking animal thinks that he can rehabilitate everybody just because he was yeah (laughs) you don't have the professor to mind white people anymore okay (laughs) if you break it down that's what he did (laughs)
2: pretty much pretty much and honestly to a certain extent he's not completely rehabilitated he is still an animal and just you know a wild card in most situations at the school he's refined to an extent and But, I mean, he at least has those moments where he realizes that things that he does have consequences. Right. Because they the Savage Land storyline, it was a three-parter with Dog. They reintroduced Dog into the story. Right. He lets them loose and tells them they have 24 hours to make it to this coordinate or they get left behind. And it's all or nothing. And then towards the end of it, when he realizes that they're in danger, he starts to kind of realize, I shouldn't do this. Uh, maybe I shouldn't even be a teacher because I'm putting their lives in danger. So anyway, so back on to the topic. So the end of six, we get the uncanny side, Cyclops' team, right. um, agreeing with Logan's side, a shocker.
0: Well, not everybody.
2: Emma is agreeing. <laughs> Emma's agreeing. Cyclops is honoring at least young genes. Right. They
0: should stay. They that, should be protected. Well,
2: no. At that point... um, we get to the point. Didn't they? They had the fight already. Jean and Jean and Jean had their fight. Yes. And Gene, she says, "I want to go." That's home. That's how it left
0: off. Yes. At five. That, that was all of them battling. She right. wanted, but they wanted to go home. So they're now all in agreement. Uh, they've all agreed. Well, because remember how it left off? Jean looked into old Jean, and she thought. Yes, she saw the future. Right. Um, which I'm still not convinced well, she didn't see. She saw her future. So a lot of things that hint in toward the end. So she saw what she becomes. Yes. And she's afraid of that. Exactly. It, w- which I can completely understand
2: from that perspective. So I don't, we do, we talked about the fact that maybe Jean had showed her what she wanted her to see. Right. That's what I thought. But I think she did. But she showed her herself. Like, look at what you become. This is what happens in fifty years of you staying in the present and not growing up in your own time. With you being taken out of out of time and space and put here, this is what happens to you. And Jean said, "Oh shit, I don't want that." Yeah, I want to
0: go home. (laughs) So
2: so they're getting ready to hand the kids over, do all that when magic shows up with the future X-Men.
0: They're alive.
2: So we, we get to, we get to the end of six and we move on to seven and we kind of skip around a little bit because again, these all took place in their own respective X titles. So the perspective in the story wasn't so much linear as it was all encompassing. You got to see these different parts and from different perspectives and it almost kind of backs up a little bit
0: right, right and shows you somebody else's take on something else that's going on that influences the story right and basically when she shows that they all went to fighting right like the two teams the brotherhood and the, uh well
2: no because the
0: brotherhood has all of the oh, kids right. and goes back to the X-Mansion that's right knocked out half of the rest, regular X-Men like Storm was knocked out well they get to
2: they get there and they know at this point, that something has happened, and they know that magic has some of them because Beast and Iceman aren't there. So they've got Scott, Jean, and Angel, right, and Warren. Um, so they have the three of them, and they're like, "Well, where are the other two? They're gone. Where did they go? To the future? Shit! <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so so they they get the drop, they get the kids, and they go back to the X Mansion before the other team the good team of x-men right show up really can get a chance to go after them so now you get back to the expansion they get back to the beast lab and they get the machine ready to send them back because they're like we only have a small amount of time we know that they're on to us they know we're the brotherhood and they start up the machine and they're like, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> to me, start with the machine. I pick. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a chainsaw or lawnmower, Eric. I'm sorry. That's all I heard. <laughs> the other big reveal early on in this issue, in chapter seven, is that Kate Pride is not Kate Pride.
0: Oh, oh that's right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we learn that Kate Pride is actually an imposter. And it's a blue-skinned, red-haired, Wolverine-looking <sighs> character named Raze. Raze Darkholm with shiny metal claws. We don't know if he has a healing factor, but shiny metal claws. <laughs> so we know that Wolverine has another kid up there.
1: Yep.
0: Gee, I wonder who Mommy is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he at least takes a Darkholm name.
5: Yes.
2: So that's never a question as to who, his, as to who the mother is. Obviously, the shape-shifting power is the blue skin. There was never a doubt, and I think that's probably why they went with Darkholm as his last name. Because if they went with anything else, they were... I'm Ray's Jones. <laughs> really? I don't know who my mommy is. <laughs> really? <laughs> have you looked at a file? <laughs> do you know any of the blue skin shapeshifters out there? Do we have to go on mori Povich and do a, uh, a paternity <laughs> yeah. test here?
0: I'm not the baby's daddy. <laughs> See that Wolverine and Mystique. Uh, <laughs> that would be hilarious.
2: That'd be great. We get Ray's revealed, stabs Wolverine, and uh, without his healing factor, which I was told, I don't read the Wolverine solo series, any of them. Yeah, me either. Um, that's,
0: that's where it's going on. Yeah, I guess Killable. I know Killable is yes. going on,
2: the eight-part um, Killable storyline. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that that's where the healing power?
0: Yes, got played with or fucked with, I don't know. In- well, it's a coincidence because in the movie, that's what happened to him in the movie, too. Yeah. So it was like at the same time it was going on. Raze ends up
2: uh, attacking Wolverine. And I know I've jumped ahead a little bit, because I wanted to talk about Raze before. Raze is revealed. He stabs Wolverine. Wiccan, as the Sorcerer Supreme, which I think is the first time they reference him as a Sorcerer Supreme, right? Um, gets a chance to heal him, and actually does heal Wolverine, which keeps him alive during that. But the Brotherhood. Go down a start machine like a chainsaw.
0: <laughs> and they
2: send rays.
0: Well no, first they try sending Gene Scott and uh that's and right. Angel and it wouldn't go. Yes. And they thought something was wrong, and that's when they're like, all right, let's try this, and they send Rays to it to the future and raise and there was a uh, Professor sniffing a flower, so he got sent there. <laughs> You know, not even the professor's like, I have no clue. That's his face. I have no clue what's happening.
2: (laughs) I'm just going to sit here and wait. I love it. So then they realize that, okay, the machine's working. So they go to try to send the original team back
0: again. Right. And for some reason, it didn't work. Yes. So
2: part of the other great moments of Battle of the Atom history, because now it's history, (laughs) Is when the team actually goes when the two teams fight each other. Yeah, when they kind of when they realize that something is wrong. I when... mean, all eight teams fight each other. <laughs> Pretty
0: much. I'm surprised that you had Logan's team, you had Scott's team, you have Storm's team, you have the two future teams. So six teams go at each other. Yeah. Oh, and then the new X Men seven. Yes.
2: So you have uh, you have everybody start kind of battling it out, and the first time in a while since they reintroduced Jubilee that she shows off her fangs and apparently claws that she hasn't had a manicure in a while. <laughs> a <little> long. <laughs> but it's kind of the battle to get out of the school. Right. Because they realize that this, they're kind of being shut in and that the Brotherhood has taken over the defenses of the school and
0: they're they're trying to fight their way out, fight against them and fight their way out. Right, it was Kitty and two of the students, two or three students. The young Kitty. Yes. I was like, wait, <laughs> no, the Kate. young old Kitty because that was right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: young old Kitty. You had Kitty... He had um Silock, Jubilee and Rogue. Rogue. They were trying to get out of there. And luckily they had shown that Bling had installed a security system right. on the baby. <laughs> on in around the baby. Something like that. <laughs>
5: um,
2: so if there was ever danger, basically the baby becomes a hamster in a wheel.
0: Just like Franklin used to when he's uh in Fantastic Four. Yeah. He's that little bubble. Oh. I think even uh uh cable, Nate. Uh, I mean, Chris. What was his name? Nathan. Nathan Christopher. Nathan, Nathan Christopher. Nathan. I think he had a bubble too. So did Wyatt. I think all babies on have Charmed. Charmed. No, It's <laughs> <laughs> I put a baby in a bubble? <laughs>
2: <laughs> if there is ever any doubt of a baby being attacked, just make him have his own little bubble, and he's it's fine. and bubble. Bubble no, good. No, bubble. no one has to worry about it. <laughs> so they basically just have a free for all. You got Rogue fighting oh my off God. Ice Giant. You've got Psylocke with her. She said, screw the psychic knife. Screw the psychic katana. I'm not even bothering with a psychic bow and arrow. We're going for psychic mace.
0: As she's holding the baby.
2: As she's holding the baby. I'm going to hire her to be my man. <laughs> that's, that's all I know.
0: And then Rachel and Xavier go against each other. Yes. Not in a hand-to-hand battle. The astral plane.
2: They go astral on it. And Rachel goes classic, old school.
0: Spikes and scars and hairdo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the mullet hairdo. had to make a reappearance for the 50s. <laughs> um, and then, of course, just like her mama. <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> Smack in the back of the head. Luckily, at least Molly hit her. Well, I mean, you, you know, know, do these friggin' tele... Okay, do the Greys ever realize to put a little shield tele- <laughs> tele- <laughs> behind their head? Because they always get knocked out in the back of the head. That is how we Always! Yeah. You know that was like sneaky. You're a telepath too, so tiptoeing. You don't even get a mind print. Smack! Uh,
2: She was too busy fighting Xavier and winning. She's like, I'm the best. Bam. <laughs> oh <laughs> uh. So bloody and bruised, um, uh, you have Deadpool Deadpool popping in there, everybody just going crazy, and the new uh the future X Men, the good ones, and Cyclops' team show up on the outside of the grounds. Uh. Because they want a tactical strike. They want to make sure that everything is okay, in a sense. Not okay, but they want to make sure that they don't just kind of hop into the middle of... The mess that was going on. Exactly. <laughs> they want to know that they've got a little of... Oh, let's go. <laughs> they want a tactical advantage. Right. Which, when you're going up against two crazy powerful telepaths, really you don't have that advantage. But obviously, you know, as Rachel proved, you can sneak up on a telepath. <laughs> Iron Shogo flies around so, no, nice. <laughs> he does the uh he goes to fly in and, and do a little reconnaissance for them and is able to pull out bling and jubilee and baby shogo and jubilee is on high now, alert this is
0: before we knew who he was right yes. it, yeah we yes. didn't know who he we was we had no time. clue
2: what was going on and he comes up to him comes up to jubilee and she's like, oh. <laughs> and just started crying so we're <laughs> like oh you must be the kid. <laughs> She, she's on high alert because obviously she's got Shogo in her arms and she's, you know, going into mama mode. And she basically is like, all right, I've had a bad day. Move out of my way. And he's like, you were always that feisty. <laughs> and he's like, it's me, mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> And then Psylocke is like, "Get the fuck out of my way! I need to. I need to. Can I get a band aid here? Anybody care about the fact that I'm hurt? No, nope. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. So they have now had their first big, big battle amongst the the teams, and we've kind of now have the the battle lines are drawn as to who is good and who is bad. Which basically for all of their infighting, right? It pits all of the present day X Men on the same side for the first time since AVA, well before since Schism. Schism yeah for the first time and even at least uh, during Schism they didn't hate each other to the point where they couldn't be friends right? not that there's many people on uh, Cyclops' side now that would want to be friends with the, the other you know with Logan's side right? because you've got it's Emma and the Cuckoos and yeah, Cyclops who Magneto. Yeah, none of them are are not BFFs. welcoming.
0: Not very welcoming group.
2: Although I don't know, I guess that was the point where Rogue and Magneto's relationship, you know, took a, a nosedive and just ceased to exist.
0: No, Rogue wanted to play house with, with Scarlet Witch, the daughter. <laughs> oh, that panned out really well.
2: Yeah, yeah. So then we hop into. Issue number eight, and that's everybody
0: explaining everything. It comes the out we to, are the, the the new X. Well, the the good. Ex, who are they? <laughs> At this point, nobody. knows. Jubilee's anymore. team.
2: Jean's is the crazy team. Jubilee's the good team. Yes. Jubilee's well, team. Well, Jubilee's team and the Uncanny X Men now get to fight their way into the school. Right. So you get the Phoenix Fun. That is Quentin. I still, it still pains me <laughs> to say Phoenix and Quentin yeah, he's in a the Phoenix. same. Uh, he's a Phoenix
0: in that future. Yeah,
2: uh, he goes to town. You've got Colossus and Iliana, brother and sister and together Molly, again. Right? Uh, they fight Molly, and <laughs> it sounds like an anti-drug commercial <laughs> right now. Down with Molly,
5: <laughs>
2: brother and sister, and dual soul swords, which is kind of cool to see. You know, both of them swinging that around. Although, as Colossus, you would never really expect him to need a weapon like that. I mean, he's a giant man as it is, and then he's pure well, steel. Well, gave it to
0: him. Yeah,
2: I guess he's a, he's a sentimental. He's always been a softy. Right. The artistic type. Uh, but Molly and Deadpool get the jump on him, and then they go to work on Deadpool.
0: Oh, poor Deadpool.
2: Not so poor during the beginning of the fight.
5: <laughs>
2: Not so much. But Ileana gets the one-up on Molly, and takes her down with the soul sword. And there goes our first casualty. I never liked Molly. (laughs) Well, considering for quite a few readers, we had no clue who Molly was. Uh, Yeah,
0: it took me a while. I was like, who is this bitch? Who is this bitch?
2: Like, who are the runaways? I still have no idea. I've not read any of that. I probably will (laughs) never go back and read it. (laughs) It's amazing how she got a place in this story where there were so many other people that didn't. I havoc. remember me. No, <laughs> havoc, Polaris, any of these people? None of them. Nope. We get Molly. Oh. Eh, you know, shit happens. Apparently, she's the new ecstasy. People. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like uh, Ben just wanted an anti-drug. You know, everybody else is talking about Molly. Let's kill Molly! Kill Molly! Kill Molly. <laughs> So they start finding their way and Xavier has control over Krakoa. School, right? The grounds. The grounds. The grounds of
0: the school. And is that how you say it? I think so. I, I, I never say it. I only, I, when I read, I read it, I know what it is, but I don't know what to say. I don't know what to call it. I've always, I don't, and again, I like I don't know it. It's the first bright. time I actually heard it. So I'm like, okay, I like that. Yeah, from
2: the, from day one, cause I, Krakoa was the, um, the, the catalyst to, uh, all new, all different x-men number right. one back in what 71
0: 75 75 2001
2: s- <laughs> not all not new x-men with grand morrison
1: oh not that one <laughs>
2: <laughs> no when um because that's that's who they were fighting when right. um the first team was captured and then they brought in storm and thunderbird right. and uh wolverine and all of them yeah, but I think it's Krakoa.
0: I like that. I like that. Well, no, because I never, ever <laughs> say it. I read it, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Nothing. I don't even attempt it. So now I at least I have something going on in my mind. <laughs> there you go.
2: So in the process with dealing with that, uh, Magic and Colossus get the one-up on another telepath, and
5: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Colossus puts uh, the sword into Xavier. Xavier right. Yeah. Which, considering that's how yeah. Molly just does
4: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows
1: full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: You know, pages earlier, you would think, oh, that's the end of Xavier.
1: Nope. No, he
0: back. With Where's my chair? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my chair? Get Grandpa's chair. <laughs>
2: And and not his one from 1963 with wheels. I was a floating one.
5: <laughs>
2: so they just continue to uh, go back and forth. Krakoa, who had originally swallowed Cyclops, spits him out. You know, you you get all these these fun little battle scenes where they just all go kind of buck nutty on each other. Right. And during this time is where they're trying to send the team back. So, again, it's one of those where now you've got all these battles going on and then you get to see where they're trying to, the Brotherhood is trying to do all of this. Right. And um, when they can't, and they finally realize that they can't, Who comes in at the end of the issue? Who makes their way down to them? But the uncanny X-Men. Cyclops with his hula hoops around his head. His crazy power headdress that it is. Emma looking at her
0: nails going, I can't be bothered with this at all. With too many jeans running around here. She's
2: like, I am done with y'all bitches. Uh, but yeah so the future x-men the good x-men that are with them they make their way in and they get down to the beast lab and it's now the showdown for chapter
0: nine this is my favorite moment chapter nine the beginning it was young old gene and cyclops on the astral plane and he's just like you're not my gene how do you know you're a better kisser that's the whole thing like he's going at it and she's like she can't be bothered with it. Like, she's just totally playing with his mind. Yeah. And I love that. I love when she does shit like that. It, it was probably
2: the two best pages out of the ten chapters. There have been a lot of... Up to chapter nine, there have been a lot of really, really good plot points. Right. A lot of good things. And and I know I, I, I've said it, and I will come back to some more um, kind of holes in the plot. But so far, it had been... So riveting, and it was one of those where I don't necessarily rush to the store the day of because Brian gets the the books and i bring them home that night. Right. Every single week when the new issue came out, who was at your door at noon? As soon as I opened up, <laughs> there was Pat with my books. And it it it's been a long time since a storyline really kind of has enraptured me that way. And then we get to issue number nine, and those first two panels were ah. just like so awesome. And I don't want to say it's closure. But in a sense, it's almost as if Scott has kind of gotten over Gene. Right. Which is sad because I love Scott and Jean. Everybody has their opinions about whether they I don't like Wolverine. I don't dislike Wolverine because of Jean and Scott and that whole relationship and right, that triangle. whole triangle and dynamic. I dislike Wolverine because he's oversaturated and I think he's way over-popularized for what he is. Right. Great. If you can be a marketing machine, but just like Deadpool where Deadpool's in everything. Right, right, right. Wolverine is in everything. How many teams can you be on at one time? I mean seriously, how are you doing all these things? And I know these books are never linear and they're not ever told at the same time (laughs) but you're on three different avengers teams you're on you're in three different you know
0: x-men teams then you have your
2: solo (laughs) your solo your savage wolverine you've got like there are like 10 books that you can pick up if not more and wolverine is part of it Oh, get starring. And well, and some of them he's main. I mean he's a main he's a main he's an Avenger. He's on the main team of the Avengers. And on Avengers. I definitely I it was one of those scenes where I wished it had a different outcome, but it was so impactful the way that it was done and for the reasons it was done and for Jean being the bitch that she is. Oh my
0: gosh, she was so evil. She was so evil.
2: But (laughs) But it was great because it also provided and the funny part is I don't quite understand what the rest of the team was doing as they all escaped. Because once you get past those two pages and Cyclops gets snapped back into reality by everybody else yelling at him, they're gone. The Brotherhood is gone.
0: What What just happened? <laughs> and everybody standing around looked like they were just staring at him while everybody left. just
2: yeah. <laughs> Scott started making some moaning noises and everybody's like,
5: what? Oh,
0: look, he's peeing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And um they basically turn around and are like, Don't let her enter your mind. Thanks for the news flash. Maybe you could have told me that before we got here. <laughs> they realize that the Brotherhood has made their escape. Again, what the other eight people were doing while they were while Cyclops was having this daydream with uh in his mind with crazy young old Jean, Zorna. I don't know.
0: <laughs> At this point now she's just Zorna. Yeah. Because I'm scared of her. <laughs> I love her, and I'm scared of her.
2: So, they then come face-to-face with Logan's team. Mm -hmm. Because this is the first time, really, with all the battling going on, that Wolverine and his side of it have really dealt with them in this capacity. And it becomes a matter of everybody just kind of bitching at each other.
0: Everybody's yelling, who's blaming the blame game? Exactly. It's your fault, no, it's your fault, no, it's your fault. And That's how, you know, a bunch of kids together.
2: Which, in this day and age, and no matter what, it's how they go that's how they do it it's always who's at fault nobody wants to just say i don't give a shit whose fault it is let's fix this right which they eventually will get down to (laughs) (laughs) but they just don't want to nobody wants to sit there and try to work something out they'd rather just sit there and point their finger and say well you're the one who did this or you brought them back from the future (laughs) who cares exactly you now have had you know Gene has gone crazy and is off for fucking rocker. You know the rest of them, the ones that are still alive at this point, are crazy. Why are we fighting with each other? Let's deal with them, and then we can get back to this. And they kind of eventually get to that point. Right. And they decide, well, let's go they after this. We don't these. have a choice. Yeah. We have to do this. We now have to be on the same side, because if we're not, we're fucked.
0: It's funny. Not only did they just escape, they also stole the Blackbird, and nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They stole a blackbird and the five kids. Oh, and
0: Grandpa's chair,
2: <laughs> which just so conveniently happened to be lying around. <laughs> um, so then it comes down to what do they do? And, and they all
0: hey, what? They wound back up where Magneto first struck, right?
2: Well, that was the whole point. Was well. Do we just nuke it all? Do we... You know, they all kind of get to the point where most of the Brotherhood just wants bloodshed. Well, if we're found out, we can't send them back. We just need to start slicing and dicing. Right. You know, Ray's pops his claws, just like Daddy, and wants to just start, you know, wants blood. And we get Zorna and Xavier kind of starting to formulate another plan. Right. And then we get a little bit of comic relief because... We pop back into the school and you've got Phoenix and Quentin meeting up with his younger self wearing a and choir is wearing a uh, Magneto with left shirt, which <laughs> just tickles me, you know, with all these Magneto was right. Cyclops is right. And I just enjoy this. Magneto was left. <laughs> so he had a little bit of comic relief in the what's becoming the build up to what is going to be their last battle. Because you know that even though we're in issue nine, you know there's only one issue left, you know they're not going to go another round and then say, okay, let's go for another one. You know that they're building up to the climax, you know, only a quarter of the way through the book.
0: I think even at this point, S.H.I.E.L.D., like Maria Hill, was like, oh my God, I hate Hank McCoy. (laughs) Like she's heading that direction. She's like, I hate Hank McCoy so much. (laughs) Yeah.
2: She's like, I am done with it. And they get the call that they are at the
0: I forget what the name Citadel the... Cape Citadel. Yes, yes, and that's where all the nukes are.
2: Yes, and so, like, I guess they didn't learn from the first time to move it. <laughs> fifty years in our time, nobody has bothered to move these weapons. They they try to in pure X Men fashion. They come full circle in their fifty years, and this all ended just before the actual
0: celebration of the 50, 50th anniversary. Right. And remember, like, there's the big reason why Zorna and Xavier needed the X-Men there, which uh, it's in chapter 10, but needed them there to show them. Yes. To hopefully doing what their plan is to do, uh, is to show the X-Men to, so hopefully they will side with them. Yes. You know? Because, see, I was good. I didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> So
2: we come full circle, and uh, the Cape Citadel is where Magneto first attacked. Where they first- the first first X
0: Men joined together, yes. the originals, and because I Wolverine. think even the original the kids yeah. were just like oh this is where we first fought Magneto. And- yeah, it- it's one of those where it
2: that cyclic nature of this whole thing, and that everything old is new again, and and just we're back to where we started from. And it- there's a great little about a two thirds page art piece where you've got the X Men all kind of jumping down because ice giant and the and rays and all of them are just kind of going to town and you've got logan yelling x-men and cyclops yelling take them down so there's that bit of unity and right for all of their differences they've now had to join sides and they're now all for the first time in a long time whether they're willing to or not this is them coming together and having to do this They start going to to town. The original X-Men are still in the Blackbird. They've been power dampened and So That way they can't use their powers and Gene can't, you know, go crazy.
5: Crazy. crazy.
2: (laughs) And all hell just breaks loose. Without demons this time, but still, all hell breaks loose. Right. They just all start going to town, fighting each other, and it's just pandemonium. And you've got X Men fighting X Men, and Young Beast and Middle Beast taking on Old Beast, and just everybody going berserk. You've got powers being shot back and forth everywhere. Everything. It was just a mess. It, it, visually, awesome. Yeah. Visually awesome. And just but if a you were scene. there, you'd be like, what
0: the fuck's going on right here?
2: <laughs> like, what side am I on? <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Wait,
0: excuse me. Excuse me.
2: Who am I fighting? <laughs> you said peace. There's three. <laughs> you need to be more specific. <laughs> Young Jean? No. Young Old Gene. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong one. And in the classic fashion, and it ties back into, actually it was... X-Men number one. Yep. 1990? The 1991, Not yes. the original one. Okay. So we've gone from Cape Citadel being where they first fought Magneto and time back into X-Men number one, 1963. Then you get a scene which is very reminiscent of X-Men number one, 1990. The, the Jim Lee era where everybody had cargo pockets and leather jackets. Cargo pants were in, okay? They were. <laughs> I'm, I love me some cargo pants and cargo shorts. I'm not going to complain. But you have Zarna in her bubble, and you've got Cyclops and Cyclops blasting away at the bubble. It's very reminiscent of that cover to X-Men of a War where Magneto was in in his bubble and the fold out, four-page fold out cover <laughs> with all the X-Men fighting him and the Cyclops, you know, beam hitting the, the magnetic shield. It, it just it evoked a lot of crazy past imagery and emotion, which was awesome because that was my heyday of reading X-Men was the nineties. I got into it in the late eighties. And then I really went full steam into it. And I, I know I've got one or two or seven of those X-Men number ones lying around somewhere. <laughs> we all have 15. Who are you kidding, Pat? Because <laughs> we all thought they were going to be worth something Worth something. Because
5: 40 billion of them made.
0: <laughs> and then we get the <laughs> Maria shows up. Good old Maria Hill. Just in the nick of
2: time. The shit show that is Shield. <laughs> and they're all hovering above basically warning the x-men all of them good bad or indifferent doesn't matter (laughs) it's like i'm just gonna nuke you all she's like y'all need to stop (laughs) just now just stop it just stop now and the final page sets up the last issue where all the weapons fire on the x-men like zorna basically did uh um, a dark phoenix thing well we get to the point where we don't really we we know that they're going crazy and we and you still don't quite know you still kind of almost wonder if maria had anything to do with the weapons firing and then you get to that point where zorn is like now you see what they want to do to us uh-huh. and you realize oh shit yeah that was the point of zorna and xavier bringing them to this to place show, yeah
0: show exactly that No matter what you try to do,
2: these humans will never accept you. Exactly. And forget the fact that it's because they went to a military facility and started running amok. No, 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 not at all. But they're going to want to go after you no matter what. So now they've got nuclear warheads and missiles and all this stuff just ready to blow them sky high. Which leads us to chapter, chapter 10. 10. So, <laughs> we start chapter 10, and in one of the funniest things I have ever seen, and I, I only saw this and really kind of got a kick out of it because it was posted on Facebook, but the opening splash has these missiles firing and kind of everybody going, what? <laughs> <laughs> Except for the fact of Psylocke's head, her facial expression, and missile placement. It looks like she is about to deep throat a missile. And if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, or that wasn't your first thought, go back, open up to page one, and then tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I will take these missiles out one at a time, <laughs> deep throats <style. laughs> time. So they all kind of sit there and go, "What are we gonna do?" And basically, everybody's got something
0: to say about this. Good. Now, mind you, in real world, missiles are being shot at you. They all had time to discuss what they're going to do with the missiles.
2: <laughs> You've got approximately ten seconds from the time this missile is shot. They've taken about fourteen minutes to try to discuss what they should do. Well look have. what
0: happened was. <laughs> Oddly somebody developed time
2: warping powers.
0: Who knew? <laughs> And the bottom picture of this a shot of Zorna and Xavier, and he looks just like Professor Xavier. At this point, he exactly liked him. Yeah. Cause before, it always kind of... He always looked a little bit more Asian, a little different. And younger. Yeah. Always looked younger. And now, like, the turtleneck. Yeah. <laughs> the brown jacket. That's what he died in! That was the outfit he died in! <laughs> the turtleneck and the brown jacket! It's amazing.
2: He must have just found the, the
0: clothes With the on. chair. <laughs> with the, it came with the chair. Put this on. Okay. (laughs) There
5: was
2: was an extra set of clothes with a chair at all times. Well, and I I will point out the one thing. There was a lot of collaboration because this issue wasn't just one set of artists. Correct? Right. This one had –
0: Cho, Ribic, and somebody else.
2: So you had multiple people drawing this. So your art style changes – as you read through this entire right. issue because it's a large issue it's not one of those where it's you know hey it's a it's a short quick read the battle of the atom piece of it ends pretty quickly through the whole thing because there isn't much time it's not something where they've got a year to go through this whole ordeal the missiles are being fired they need to decide what they're going to do Now, mind you people they're still deciding <laughs>
0: Missiles being launched. And and it's not like Maria Hill's like 80 million miles away. She's like right above them. (laughs) Like literally right above them. Like she could spit and hit them faster.
2: (laughs) But those missiles are
5: still taking us (laughs) to
2: You've got Beast, Young Beast, Young Angel trying to pull missiles out of the way. All this is going on. And then we start dying. We've got people that are starting to die. Beast gets taken out. Old Beast. Old, old, old crazy, crazy horn Beast. Yes. Horn Beast. Beast with one crazy horn. I don't know, at least he went closer to uh, what he used to look like instead of that like, weird cat creature.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and he gets taken out by a blast, which we then find out are Sentinels. The Sentinels. Which, if you happen to not be paying attention when Eric said it earlier, there's a shield logo on. Them. Yep. S.H.I.E.L.D. created these motherfuckers. So now we're like, wait a minute. We're not just fighting each other. We're not just having to deal with S.H.I.E.L.D. unloading all their weapons on us. But, oh, they've also got Sentinels here. And it comes down to everybody still fighting each other. We still got fights. Nobody, this whole issue is just fighting. And then we have a great fight.
0: (laughs) Of Zorna and Phoenix Quintin. Oh, Oh, and she just says to him, she goes, can't you just hear it, Quentin? It calls out to me. It doesn't want to be a part of you. It wants to be with me. Love it. Love, love, love it. It's one of the funniest. I find it funny. I don't quite know exactly if it's meant to be funny. Well, for me, it, it, it just like, I wondered, did Jeannie ever become the phoenix And this? Just told me, yes, she still becomes the phoenix. So obviously, Wanda did shit. And Hope, who should be dead, did shit. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just Jean with her own power going up against the Phoenix. Exactly. And fine. And we
2: really kind of get. We knew why, but now we know why the Phoenix has always bonded with Jean, mm-hmm. even when Jean was dead. And, and Song,
0: it, it wanted wants to resurrect wants her body. Her. It
2: wants because her. it knew her power could rival that of the phoenix itself and with the phoenix it just amplifies it umpteenth percent it's just amazing
0: but it's it was my girl it's my girl so happy it was so
2: it was so funny to to read but it, it definitely was one of those points where it was just like
0: ah shit you know things are about to get yep. fuck nutty up in here if, if that was just like that's when i was like oh shit and zorna didn't even take off a fucking helmet and they did i'm like oh okay she keeps it on the whole time and she's still this powerful. Please don't take it off.
2: <laughs> exactly. So then we get a lot of other fights. We get Raze and Wolverine. And by Wolverine, I mean Jubilee.
0: Right, that one. Oh yes. like, wait, no. Future.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Future. Not Wolverine, Wolverine. Um, and they start to fight each other. And then you get a rogue blast from a sentinel. And down goes Jubilee. Future Jubilee. This is really getting difficult to keep track of at this point. Shogo <laughs> goes after him. Although... Wiccan doesn't want him to Colossus and Xavier meet up because Xavier still has a hard on for the fact that he's paralyzed because of Colossus. Oh, wow. um, so he goes after him the only way he knows how and takes him, takes his mind out and basically makes him brain dead and kills him that way. So Xavier's grandson is almost as much ridiculous as his granddad. <laughs> <They're> fucking crazy. <laughs> Xavier's are a little nutty. I mean, just look at Legion. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I want. obviously this is Legion's kid. You know, it's like, Legion is pretty fucking powerful. I would expect Xavier to be more powerful, but I don't know, you know, I don't know. They could get more into it. Yeah. Then you've got Magic who takes and goes after Xavier for killing her brother
2: and starts to go Dark Child. And Tony Braxton. <laughs> I'm sorry. As soon as you said Dark Tony Braxton. <laughs> <laughs> not the record producer sorry sorry sorry. the one with the y in her that's, head. It. that's right that's right sorry the demon child and um she starts to go off the deep end and everybody's kind of just like oh shit this is supposed to happen this is what we what we always get worried about and it's just more carnage zorna just attacking everybody everybody going crazy
0: she's just relentless At this point, just relentless.
2: And then makes the biggest point of this entire thing, which pretty much everybody since Schism
0: has been saying. All of this happened because of Scott and Logan. This is what they're doing. Yeah. Well, not because of really the kids. It's because Scott and Logan had the schism, and this is your precious little schism. Look upon your precious Jean Grey. Look at what you've done to her. I was like, oh, oh, God. This is horrible but yeah it goes all the way back to that this is all their fault because they couldn't work together yeah
2: that starts the final basically the final countdown of the battle of the atom and zorna just starts losing it absolutely losing it she just gets
0: darker and darker and brighter and bright i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> whenever whenever it's so gonna be a mess to clean <laughs>
2: whenever gene starts getting fiery at any point, whatever incarnation of it, is, young, old, young, old, any one of them. And if her offspring, they start getting fiery, you
0: know there's a problem. Yeah, there's this not going to be.
2: Good. Madeline Pryor, she starts lighting up. You just know something's wrong. And she starts just going off on them and just railing into them and starts blasting away. And Cyclops is trying to shoot at her. Wolverine headbutts her. edges nothing. 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 is phasing her. Nothing. And she has them down and on the ropes.
0: Enter me <laughs> young me <laughs> young me of just taking down bitches and they did the classic uh the the magneto x-men, the, X-Men number, X-Men number one. one the original just number 1963, one yep you know and i love that of like zorna in the magneto protective bubble and the original x-men going up against them bobby throwing snowballs <laughs> <laughs> right back to bobby throwing snowballs <laughs> but i love gene you know it's like X, uh, Wolverine and is an like, X-Men, take it down. Yeah. <laughs> Jean, young Jean is like, X-Men, kick her ass. <laughs> I just love
2: that she's like dancing in the background of the picture. She's like, Hey. <laughs> she's like, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm curtsy. <laughs> <laughs> she's so polite in the background. Well, I mean, 1963, she threw a book at him. That was about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really the catalyst as they start just going to town and they start weakening her defenses. But not in the way I think they realized. They weakened her defenses in the fact that what kept
0: her together. Yes, what really what protected like she had the Zorn of man the mask of Zorn to keep her powers in check. And now we're realizing why she had to keep her powers somewhat in check
2: because even Xavier at this point now they've <laughs> had like, this plan. Go?
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: they've had this plan. And he's like, this is the end. He knows. Gene says goodbye, and he calls the Brotherhood to him, because he knows this is it. And the next page is just full-on she explosion. Exploded. She just explodes and makes a mess.
0: Just <laughs> makes a mess everywhere.
2: And in the aftermath, Maria Hill pops down. I guess she flew away far enough that she <laughs> could knock it. Get- <laughs> this X-Men are fucked up. <laughs> take her up, take her up, take her up. <laughs> She pops down and she's like, X-Men, and you just see Zorna's mask. The front part of it. Not the whole mask. Just just a little bit. And that's the end of Battle of the Atom. Yep. And then we get our seven million epilogues of the end of it.
0: Oh my god.
2: The one the one thing I, I did enjoy about the the way that they, they did these epilogues is there is so much to cover and you're not going to flesh out all of the fallout, the immediate fallout in these four books. Right. And for people to have to wait that long to see the pieces of it kind of fall into place, I can understand why they did these epilogues. And it's not one epilogue leading into the next, into the next. It's four different stories. which basically, Four different beginnings. Yes. They, it's the outcome in these four different ways for four different people or four different sets of people. And with the fact that it's covered four books, it was kind of nice to see it because we've always been seeing things from a different perspective. And the first time around, uh, the first epilogue is basically them kind of recovering the dead and kind of sorting
0: out who made it out alive, which we know not a lot of them did. Right. Like Jubilee's kid, you know, dealing with the fact that she's dead, his mom is dead. Well, we'll get to that in a second,
2: but they, they, you know,
0: bring, um, Colossus
2: in and they get to this point where they're at that uneasy point where you've got Cyclops and his team on one side and Wolverine and his team on the other side. And For as much as they should have learned from this, they haven't. Nope. And they come to that uneasy dismissal of each other, but it doesn't change the way they feel about each other. Right. And that's where you feel like there may have, there should have been a little bit more of a change. That's one of the plot points I think that they missed greatly possibly something that's going to change later down the line it doesn't look that way right now but this would have been a great point to make inroads
0: not revert it and change everything from schism to now right they can still keep them separate but somehow keep lines of communication opening now begrudging indifference of each other
2: we'll never get along we've never gotten along but i can understand but they don't right and it just kind of goes back to i hate you i hate you too all right we hate each other have a great day. It just, there, there's something missing there that should have been. Right. Um, And you get Chimera, Storm's daughter, and her little moment of, you know, talk with each other. Um, Storm tells her, you know, I know you you won't call me mom, you know, because I'm not your mother, or at least not yet. Um, So you get that kind of uneasy, uneasy but nice little moment there. And then Chimera says that she wants to stay. Which, if we haven't learned anything,
0: it's always a good thing. Well, because we have Xavier stayed. Who else
2: He says this to me, my brotherhood. We don't quite know who made it out alive. <laughs>
0: if this many X-Men, the uh, ones that didn't, we know, Old we know Beast Molly, didn't. Old Beast, Deadpool. They're dead. They're taken out. I think it's Raz, Professor, and there's one more. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think the ice thing survived.
2: Well, he was an ice thing, so yeah. I'm sure at
0: some point in time he... Bobby just... <laughs> was, Give me that.
2: <laughs> so, somebody, somebody melted him. Right. It was a hot day out. Who knows? But whichever ones of them are still around. Because, again, they really don't point out who. They just know that some of them did make it out. Or are sure that some made it out alive. And they're going to hunt them down. I feel like this is a rehash of Age of Apocalypse, though. I wasn't all too thrilled with that. Right. This That part of it should have been neatly tied up. We've seen what time travel and all this has done. Let's go back to our own. Let's just live out our days and be done with it. Why do we still have this alternate version of these people now into the mainstream, and then these other people trying to hunt them down. AOA Nightcrawler going after Sugarman and the Blob right. and all of those people right. from Age of Apocalypse. There's no need for that. It was done with Age of Apocalypse. It should be done and over with. I, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I didn't really like that came out of this whole thing. But the Panther apparently likes the baby. So we'll see. Maybe, <laughs> the, maybe the Panther will get to take care of uh, of the, the baby at some point if uh, they don't want Brew looking after Shogo. But Epilogue 2 has... Shogo and Jubilee. Young Jubilee. Young Jubilee. with old Jubilee dead. Yes. The alive one still. Um, having a, a heartfelt little conversation about everything. And Jubilee trying to comfort an adult Shogo.
0: Which is cute.
2: Yes. You know. And it's also reassuring to Jubilee that she's doing the right thing. Right. To see how he turned out. And- yes. And that she was able to make it work with all the craziness. Because there are not a lot of mothers successful mothers within the Marvel universe, let alone within the X universe. There's always some sort of craziness going on. Gene has a kid, or Maddie has, you know, Jean's clone has a kid. Oh, he's infected with a techno-organic virus. We have to send him to the future. You know, you have Sue Storm. Unload <laughs> him on his daughter. system.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: You know, you have Sue Storm, but she's one of the rare, you know, mothers that actually makes it work. Makes
0: yeah. Well, her kids are, like, super
2: fucking powerful. So. Well, you know, yeah. They, they just bubble themselves up again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is where we touch on the fact of Jubilee's vampireness and Shogo because she has to you know she makes a comment about not being able to be in the sun and her, you know, her powers and all that, and Shogo makes a comment that, well, you learn to, you know, really kind of make that work for you. And right. So we know that she stays a vampire until the future. So that apparently will not get rewritten, apparently. For now. <laughs> At least in this version of the future. Um but they have a touching little moment and you know, as they get ready to send Shogo into the past. Um you get the third epilogue where the Bamps pop up. The Bams had to be in there at some point. Of course. They they represent, all over the place. They represented Kurt, at least in the uh, Battle of the Atom, which was nice. Uh the time cube and they get ready to send back in the X Men of the Future. Ice Wizard Bobby and current-day Bobby have a nice little chat. And one of the funniest things was he told them to start growing the beard now because the chicks love it. <laughs> that was my favorite part of their interaction. <laughs> it was nice to to kind of get to see some of the ones that had their counterparts in the present have that little bit of emotional right. resonance. at moment. And one of, I think, the biggest things, which may possibly be a turning point for Colossus, is the fact that Ileana has that breakthrough and realizes how shitty she was to her brother. Yeah. Her brother.
0: I mean, when they left off, she was just like, don't talk to me. I'm evil through and through. I'm not your snowflake. And seeing her brother, even if he's from the future, die,
2: really changed. Like, it got through to her, which may maybe have a little bit of an effect on her and how her character progresses, which will then also will lead right into epilogue four, because another piece that may change the way Ileana is, is Epilogue four. Kitty basically goes off on Wolverine.
0: Which some of it's rightfully so, you know. I mean he didn't trust her, but she I think she made a bigger deal than it actually was. Well, yes and no.
2: I think that dealing with time travel, there really are no rules. So to sit there and say, well, they should decide for themselves, who says? I get that you wanted to, you wanna make sure these people are taken care of. But you know that these are people taken out of their own time. And that they shouldn't be here. Right. And that these are the people that grew up to be the people that found you, took you in, helped you become the person you are. So it's almost a sense of, I want to do right by them. But either which way, it then led to the only real big shakeup, which was her saying that the original X-Men don't belong here. And neither does she. Right. And then she goes, tell them we're ready. And then this (laughs) Jean's little sparkly pink eye goes... They already know. Oh, and man, they, they are. hop into Cyclops and magic. And she says goodbye. And uh, Wolverine and Cyclops have yet another thing to fight over. Because... Where did Jean go
0: now? <laughs> she left Logan again. <laughs> the
2: original X-Men are now at uh, the...
0: Uncanny okay, At the Weapon X facility.
2: Xavier. The new Xavier school. Oh, that's right. He keeps calling it the Xavier yes. school. That's right. And... That is where Battle of the Atom ends. So we'll touch on just a couple of quick, really quick little tidbits as far as where we are at now. And then we'll see how all this plans uh, plays out. Because we have now seen a couple of issues of all new X-Men. The all new X-Men have new costumes.
0: Right. Very x Factorish of the 90s. Yes. It's the, that's the look and the feel I get of them.
2: It, they, exactly. When I first saw them, that's exactly what I thought also. I just expect them to... Be giant X's right. with the different colors. Kind of cool. Kind of spacey. It's like X-Factor and Cosmic had a baby, and that's what they got. Well, I mean, because that's the next thing. Yeah, the it's next big thing is going to be dealing with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So it would be interesting to see how they now all play together. You now have the dynamic of Kitty and Ileana. Right. Which has already seemed to have softened her. Because early on in the book, Ileana goes to hug Kitty. <laughs> like, Kitty freezes. <laughs>
5: She's like, I wasn't
2: expecting you to hug me. You're not the hugging kind. <laughs> And it just, it kind of showed a little bit of a softer side and it shows that her dynamic is changing, which is really kind of good because she's been such this dark bitch that it's nice to see a little bit of that light
0: side come back out. And I think it's really good that everybody's noticing uh, Beast and Cyclops that Jean's a slut because <laughs> I think she latched onto H- H- Warren for a second and I'm just like, oh, she's a hussy. <laughs> exactly. It was. It's very odd their dynamic
2: now. It's kind of cool, but kind of weird at the same point to really rewrite how that history happened. You've got the kids at the Jean Grey School that are dealing with all their stuff. They've got a big arc coming up right now. Um, We have spies in there that are sent in by Mystique. Right. Um, That's right. Although we've only got two months left of
0: this. This will probably be their closing arc. Yeah, and Wolverine the X-Men closes, and then it's Amazing X-Men.
2: Yeah, so Amazing X-Men has already started. We have now the search for Nightcrawler. We know that Nightcrawler is in heaven, but still viable. And Azizel has popped into heaven, and now Azizel, the red devil pirate, and his band of merry men are trying to attack Very pamphy. <laughs> Very pamphy. Because <laughs> now we have red bamps. Red bamps, blue bamps, everywhere.
0: Firestar showed up. She's now teaching. <laughs> oh my god, Firestar was useless. What am I doing? Where's my class? I can't find anything. Where am I going? Look, you're wasting time. <laughs> they went back
2: to like the old, old, old school Spider-Man and his amazing friends cartoon and had Firestar take a, a shine to, uh, Iceman. Instantly. <laughs> with Warburst and they're going, he already has a mating partner. She was fun. I loved her. So it'll be interesting to see where all these Come up. We have Charlie Jean Grey. We've oh. got the resurrection storyline that'll be happening with uh, ghosts and. I'm and convinced West that's us. Maddie Pryor. Hey, I'll be happy if that happens. Yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> Just give me the original. Give me the original. My clones, my young version. Just give me Jean!
2: <laughs> so those are. The bits and pieces of the Battle of the Atom. We hope you've enjoyed our two-parter episode here. Stay tuned. There's bound to be tons. The of next Lord one's going to be a Trial of Jean Grey. Oh, you know we'll have to be back for that <laughs> one. So, alrighty, listeners, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Until next time, flame off.
1: Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by powder milk biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at FlameOnPodcast or Facebook on our FlameOn fan page. And make sure to check out FlameOnShow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Look upon your precious Jean Grey.
3: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...